We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Feel like Kobe in a fourth quarter. This is the Day More NBA podcast brought to you by Blue Wire Podcast, coming at you Thursday afternoon, May 5th. And on today's show, we are going to discuss Sinclair Broadcast Group. Sinclair owns Valley Sports, and they thus have played a pretty massive uh, role in the lack of visibility of the Timberwolves of the past few years, being as Wolves games have explicitly been broadcast on only a few select local cable providers on zero streaming services that has led many Timberwolves fans to not have had the opportunity to uh, experience Anthony Edwards live anytime in his first two uh, seasons of his career. Uh, To me, this has been an issue that has not received, you know, the attention that that I feel like it deserves or the opportunity cost of, of what is being missed in the fan base. But one person who has covered this topic probably more than than anyone over the few past few years is Michael Rand of the Star Tribune. Uh, you know Rand as the digital sports senior writer at the Strib, um, host of the Daily Delivery podcast for the Strib. Rand, I've been on your show uh, a few times to talk about this topic, and with the announcement of Valley Sports launching this standalone twenty dollars a month streaming option, uh, I thought of having you on, and then the news today. Uh, of Bally opting to let Dave Benz go. That uh, just really made me feel like this is a topic that we need to be talking about, sure. not between text messages to each other, <laughs> but um, but publicly. So you wrote a story on Wednesday about this new streaming service, which is obviously prior to the news of Dave's departure on Thursday morning that came out. I've talked to some people today, uh, so I've got some thoughts. But my first question to you is just, how do you think people should be re- reacting to the news of both the Bally streaming option for $20 a month and the decision by Bally and the Timberwolves to move on from Dave Benz? I guess I'll start with the the streaming services because I thought was, that was interesting. I mean, both of these are interesting things in and of their own right, much different, you know, two totally different stories, but falling under the umbrella of news with with Bally. But I, I feel like the the streaming situation is important because even though you look at it and you look at the price point, you're like $20, is that really worth it to have this channel, you know, have this channel, just this channel for $20 a month? Is that, is that worth it? But 
before this existed, before they were doing this, this, this was not something where you could just not have cable or something else and just and be able to have this channel. So I feel like, you know, the, the, even having the opportunity for this to exist outside of outside of you're all right you're all right <laughs> to have this daddy duty outside of uh outside of you know any other you know you know you don't have to have direct tv anymore you don't have to have your cable system you can have something else where if you are a timberwolves fan and you don't want to do the illegal stream if you don't want to kind of mess around you don't want to play the password game with other people you can you know this will be available sounds like it'll be available by the start of the next wolf season for sure and uh, you can you'll be able to you know pay your money and watch your watch your game and i feel like that's that's significant there shouldn't be you know there shouldn't be a barrier anymore for someone saying i you know i just don't have access to it because you will have access to it you know i think that i think that's huge to um i think like the bigger frustration i've had with the the whole lack of availability to to you know to follow this team is is just how it hasn't really been talked about a ton in in that you know this is this is a significant thing that has has limited the options available for for people to to be able to watch this team and and, and to it just hasn't really been talked about and i understand that the timberwolves and valley sports employees have their hands tied here uh, a little bit I guess I just personally would have liked to see some like rolling around with your hands tied and lobbying for for change in this. Now, I I am with you that I think $20 is a ridiculous price point, but at least it's something that is being made available. I'm skeptical that it'll work um, consistently. We see that with not just with Bally, but with a lot of offshoot one off sort of streaming services that they're not just not very good. So I don't think you have any sort of guarantees on on that front that that this is going to be great. It is another option. I just don't think you can undersell how, how bad this is Yeah, that people are not having the chance to be able to consistently watch their team when you've already lost, you know, a generation of Timberwolves fans from the post KG era to honestly, a couple years ago, they've, you're missing out on that that reestablishment of of your fan base, and obviously we we've seen the fan base come back live mm-hmm. and large this season. But there's still people on the margins, and I think the margins are pretty significant that are not have not been watching this because the Timberwolves are not the number one thing on no. on their on their you know to do list or the Wild or the Twins or whoever you know. Um, but. I had just had significant frustration with that, you know, from the start. And I do see this to be good change. I see it to be selfish and greedy change by Sinclair yet again. Um, I, they don't care about you. Sinclair does not care about you. The, the employees of Bally, the people you see on the mics every day, like Dave, they care about you. The camera people care about you. Sinclair does not care about you. They want your money. And they want your money for a bad product. They're a slimy company. I, I did that. That's my my read on it. Like if you go back, the reason they're on Comcast brand is because they signed a slimy deal with Comcast back in the day to have the so Comcast could stream or broadcast games by free advertising for Sinclair's other 
platforms. They're in this for money. They don't care. And I think it's just wrong and people should be standing up for the lack of human care that it has. And on a very personal and local level here, we're seeing Sinclair, you know, move on from Dave Benz, part of the the best, you know, play-by-play duo, in my opinion, in in the NBA. And I understand that it's not a, a decision that is exclusively made by Sinclair. The Timberwolves right. play a role in that as well. But it's just it just sucks that as the organization is coming around, um, is growing, is popular to some extent yet again, that it just feels like a lot of obstacles still remain in the way towards achieving competence when oh. it comes to your product. Absolutely. I mean, and the, the big frustration, right, is that you know, these streaming services came along, you know, however long it was ago, you know, three, four years ago, feels like this is when a lot of these, you know, Sling TV was the one I had at first. And the price point yep. was great. It was like $25, $30 a month. You got, you know, you got the channels you really wanted. You got, you know, you got what was Fox Sports North back then. You know, and then there was Hulu, there was YouTube TV. All these streaming services had the regional sports networks when they first started out. So everyone's like, well, this is great. Like we're paying less for a product we want. And then all of a sudden the rug got pulled out from a lot of these things, including Mint Dish Network. They disappeared from Dish Network. I've still got people emailing me like, is it ever coming back here? Is it ever coming back here? Is it ever coming back here? I don't think it is. Like this is this was the end game. This was like they, you know, I don't know, you know, yeah, how dude, this, this $20 thing is not good because it signals that it's not coming back on right. other places. This is this is a, a runaround, a, a runaround from being able to put it on Hulu, on YouTube TV. I don't know how you can't take this as it is not going to show up on what you, if you have something right now, streaming cable that does not currently have Valley Sports, you are not going no. to be getting it. No, and I don't think this is your route to games, is correct. buying it. Yeah, and I've, you know, I've talked to folks from the streamable for the podcast and for things I've written, and they, they're skeptical that it's ever coming back to these places just because it's been so long now, once you get down that road with it, so then you get to then you get into the territory of how frustrated teams are, and it's not just the Wolves. Obviously, it's Twins, Wild. Every team except for the Vikings basically is on Valley Sports North. So now, you know, I think they can hope that this at least gives the people who only care about one team or don't even you know, don't want a cable subscription, don't want a streaming package. They really only care about one channel, and there are some people like that that probably will pay this twenty dollars. They'll just like they'll they'll say. I don't like the parent company. I don't like what they've been up to, but I need to watch the twins. I need to watch the wolves. Um, I'll be interested to see how many different accounts you can, you know, how many different people can share right. a password, things like that, how that works, how many different devices you can log in from. Cause that's probably going to happen. And, you know, it's just the way it's been fragmented over the last two or three years, though, is just really bad. That That's, that's the point you were hammering home. And I absolutely agree. Like people just people who signed up for a certain thing where they thought they were going to be able to watch their favorite team. And then they couldn't, and yeah, there's a way you can do it. You can still go back to cable. You can get a two-year, you know, you can sign a two-year contract. That's not how everybody lives. That people, some people don't have that kind of money. Some people don't want to spend that kind of money. And they haven't had access to watch the Wolves. And that's very frustrating. I guess this is a way they can now, but it's another bill. It's another bill to pay. It is. It is. Let me, uh, I want to talk about the Wolves specific okay. um, portion of this here too. Let's mix in a quick break. And we'll be back with Rand. Today's show is sponsored by Aura. You know of Aura because you've seen their name on the Timberwolves jerseys. And I'd like to tell you what Aura's digital security can do for you. Aura is identity theft protection, fraud monitoring, a VPN, password management, and antivirus software all combined into one easy to use app. 
People are shocked when their identity is stolen, but identity theft is actually extremely common. There's a new victim of identity theft every 14 seconds. Aura monitors the dark web for your emails, passwords, and social security numbers and sends alerts fast right to your phone and email. When it comes to fraud, every second matters. You can connect your credit and bank accounts and get notified of any changes up to four times faster than Aura's competitors with Aura. I've already signed up for Aura and I'm already seeing how often my personal information is showing up on the dark web, and you will too if you sign up for a free 14-day trial with Aura. Protect yourself from America's fastest growing crime by trying 14 days for free at Aura.com slash Dane. That's A-U-R-A dot com slash D-A-N-E for 14 days free. And a thank you to Aura for sponsoring today's show. Aura, digital security you can trust. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, we are back with Michael Rand of the Star Tribune and the Daily Delivery podcast. I was listening this morning, uh, Mike, about you talking about this this topic, specifically kind of the things we mostly went over. I believe you recorded that prior to the the news of of Dave's departure. I did. Um, which is, we both know Dave. Um, it's sad and and frustrating on, on a personal level. Um, I don't want to let too much of that get in my way of, of just talking about this topic. Um, obviously, if it were me, Dave's my friend, I would want Dave to continue to have his job. I think that would be the best move. But this was this was a move that was not exclusively about Sinclair. Sinclair has issues that tie to the streaming services. That's yes. the predominant crux of their issue. Um, the Timberwolves make a decision here as well. And from uh, a source I talked to today, um, confirmed that this was the Timberwolves played uh, a role in this decision as part of a, a greater change to the fan experience of, of what it's going to be like to consume Timberwolves content, however you consume it in person or on television. Um, it's what we've been talking about for a long time. Like A-Rod and Lori are going to change the way that this, this team is run and functions. And, and in a lot of ways, that will be things that people are like, yes, thank God we've needed that forever. And part of those grand changes, you know, there's gonna be some baggage that comes along with it. And And I just, it just sucks that, in this case, it's somebody that we all like and is now um, is, is out of work and in some vision of a, a grand change to the to the organization, which 
mean, I get needing to change things, but it's 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 tough. It, it's a tough thing to handle. Well, it is, and it's just it's strange to me, right? Like you know, people get very attached to play-by-play voices whenever we write about you know play-by-play person, you know, personalities, whether you know analysts, whoever it is. Like people are very interested in that. People are very those are those are you know those are celebrities in this market. People know them. They are highly visible. They become either attached to them or they don't like them. They have, but they're, they're very polarizing. And if you read the comments on social media, on stories on this, it's like 99%, like Dave Benz was really good. Why did they do this? Like deep fans like Dave Benz, those are your customers. So that's the puzzling thing to me. Like is if this is just change for the sake of change, if it's changed to go in a different direction, I mean, they're, they can, they obviously they can do whatever they want, but if they're concerned about the product, if they're trying to give the fans what they want, I think the fans by and large like Dave Benz and Jim Peterson doing Wolves games um, when they're able to watch them. And especially this year when the team was actually finally good. No, absolutely. And I, I think the word that was given to me was bringing Dave back would have been the safe move. Right. And, and you just kind of, you roll it back out there and I guess you make your change elsewhere. I get the idea of wanting to be bold, of you know wanting to take risks and that sort of thing. But when I look at the fan experience, I, we could make a list right now of a hundred things that I would yes. feel would have a much more profound change on, on the fan experience than, than having Dave go. I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Everybody grades play-by-play guys differently. I don't even know how to effectively do that. Uh, was Dave the best in the league? I, I don't know if he was the best in the league. I just know that him and Pete together were working. And it seems like an odd place to start the Alex Rodriguez and Mark Laurie fan experience change. So the timing is a bit odd to me. And maybe some of that was just forced by the fact that Dave was in a contract year. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's again, the, I, what I come back to on this is, you know, what do the, what do fans like? And I don't, maybe their internal polling shows something different than what you see on social media. Maybe the people that are going to come in and comment after somebody loses his job or the people that are going to be supportive of him, not people that are going to go dancing on his grave, whatever it is. All I know is most people seemed happy with the job Dave Benz was doing. So it's just, it's a, it's a weird business decision. And you know, Leave yourself open. I'm sure next person could come in and do a great job. And people will be like, okay, you know, we've moved on. That That's great. It sucks for Dave. I think it sucks for Dave. He's such a good guy. I reached out to him on, you know, Thursday morning after I heard and was like, you know, hey, so sorry to hear that. You know, um, if you want to talk about it, I'd love to, you know, write about it to a certain degree. Uh, he's, you know, first of all, he was like, the first, the thing he was worried about was that it took him long to get back to me because, like everybody was reaching out to him like, Dave, like, that's Same, not what yeah. I'm concerned about right now. Like I, I feel bad for him because of, I know how much time and effort he's put into this team and he's finally got a good team to talk about. And then this happens. So um, it, it just seems curious to me when you look at the reaction and you're like, most people seem to like the job he was doing. And now he doesn't have that job anymore. I, I don't, I don't get it from that. It doesn't add up from that standpoint. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't to me either. Um, Again, just echo for me and for you, echoing everyone's comments um, that were sad uh, today um, that Dave is not going to be in our lives in a consistent in the in the consistent 
way that it was. I do think as we think about this from a broader Timberwolves perspective, um, these are the first breadcrumbs, some of the first breadcrumbs that we're really seeing about the influence that this new ownership group was going to have, which we knew, like we knew stuff was going to change um, and, and, and things were going to happen in, in their image. And to me, those bread, breadcrumbs signal, like get used to change. If you're a Timberwolves fan, like they are going, this is who Alex Rodriguez and Mark Laurie proudly are is people who are not risk averse that that's what they, you know, that's what they believe in. It is, it, which is such talk about polarization. Compare that to Glenn Taylor. Those are these are completely different ethos of the way that you deliver your product or present your product to to your fan base or to the NBA at large. So just get ready if you're a Wolves fan for behavior that is not risk averse from Alex Rodriguez and Mark Laurie. And I will say, I think that willingness to gamble will pay off at times, but it will things are going to be more volatile. Now, it's going to be up and down emotionally, strategic, all, all these sort of things. The hope is that the mean is above the Glenn Taylor bar, which I think most Wolves fans would say is not the highest of bars of what it has been his his management of the of the the team over the past, you know, 20 25 years. That's a good point on the volatility that could be coming and you don't think of you know, sometimes you think of ownership group and you're just thinking, well, someone new bought the team, right? Someone has, someone new is invested in the team. Like, you know, I think, you know, the, one of the more, what the most recent ownership change we had in, you know, locally probably was, you know, when the Wilfs bought the Vikings 15 years ago, whatever. And they, they ran the team slightly differently than Red McCombs did, but it didn't, it didn't feel like this sea change where all of a sudden there was going to be this kind of big difference, but you know, you're right. Alex Rodriguez and Mark Laurie being the high profile people they are being from the background they are probably will be bringing a much different look to all this will be will be bringing a much different perspective on how they want to do things I wonder how that will play out eventually as they want a different arena to play in and things like that Uh, but that's going to be you know something to watch in the next you know two three four years as that conversation inevitably heats up Um, you know they're they're not going to be afraid to make waves i would imagine in that regard everything ties back to them man everything going forward can and will tie back to this ownership group as we talk about all the significant decisions you mentioned uh the stadium and and that is obvious you can't understand understate how massive of a decision that is but ownership you know they're the one who's got to look you in the eyes and shake your hand before you sign that max contract. You know, that's that's we got Carl Anthony Towns eligible for a contract extension this summer, potentially super max if he makes all NBA. We are 12 months away from Anthony Edwards signing his max contract extension or eligibility to, to do so. Like the people who influence this stuff more than anyone are the people cutting the checks. And and again, goes both ways. Could be very much positive. It, it could be. Now you got different people cutting the checks, so better checks are going to be cut. You know, it could it could be that. But again, I just go back to that volatility of like, you don't know. You don't know. It is, don't get used to the rhythm of how this organization ran under Glenn Taylor because I can tell you with a bullet, it will be completely different under this new ownership group. Do you think that means the D'Angelo Russell decision is any I knew, different? 
I knew you'd go there. I had <laughs> to. That's, working. That's, the, that's the big one. I mean, obviously, recency bias in sports is a killer, right? We we we're mm. so we're so we're such you know we, we just we love what just happened, right? And D'Lo had mm-hmm. a lot of good things that happened this season. They probably lose to the Clippers in that play-in game and have to play the Suns. Um, you know, even if they if they even get to the playoffs, if D'Lo doesn't go off and have mm-hmm. that game he did against the Clippers. But against the Grizzlies, he was bad a lot. He was just not, you know, he shot, what, 33%? What, he averaged 12 points in that series. Got benched in game six, essentially, for Jordan McLaughlin. I mean, your, your max player wasn't playing in crunch time of an elimination game. Um, I don't know if, I mean, I don't even know if status quo would have meant an extension was on the table for him. But i got to believe uh, a different regime that values dollars and cents and their own players a little bit differently has to look at that and think, no way. When it goes back to the the volatility or the 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 lack of risk aversion, I think if you're going off of those breadcrumbs and you are looking at the behavior of the way Mark Lauren and Alex Rodriguez have approached their businesses, not including this one, like they are a group that if they have a problem, is probably not going to just status quo and ride out the storm. So. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with D'Angelo Russell. My inclination would be that that is going to be something that is heavily considered um, this summer for basketball reasons and, you know, and for ownership reasons and, and, and the things that they want. What I've said on this topic thus far is like, it doesn't just work to say delete and delete. I almost, there we go, Freudian slip. As I say, delete Andrew Wiggins, because this is the Andrew Wiggins situation yes. over again. Yes. Like, if you do want to make this move, what's your Andrew Wiggins for D'Lo move? Like, it's now D'Lo for that again. So you are going to be, if you are going to be moving D'Angelo Russell, contract's a little bit different now that he's at the end of it. But you are talking about bringing back 30 plus million dollars of money that is not clean. That is not clean. You are probably talking about, I mean, it could be a one for one sort of thing again, right? Where similar to the Wiggins D'Lo swap. You want to talk about a Chris Stapps Porzingis, a guy who's making $35 million, but is probably only worth like 18, kind of like D'Lo. Tobias Harris, those type of dudes around the league. That's your that's your one-for-one swap. That doesn't solve everything No, if if you do that. Or a good example, too, is with what's happening happened with Dallas at the trade deadline, right? They got off of their D'Lo contract and Chris Stapps Porzingis by bringing in two quote-unquote, bad contracts in Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans, but players who, you know, maybe they're making 20 and they're worth 10 sort of thing, they diversified that uh, that bad contractness. And I think that is a track that if the Wolves and ownership are dead set on D'Angelo Russell moving, that they, they could take there as well. Um, but... I'd be shocked if it's not explored because it's this new ownership group. I think if it was Glenn Taylor, you'd have more risk aversion and your odds of the status quo holding would be higher. But Glenn is still the owner, 18 more months. So he's got final call on that as well. So this is such a hard thing to even, I get, people ask me all the time, uh, what do you think the Wolves are going to do this summer? I go, I, I don't know. I don't know who's calling the shots. Right. I don't know who's calling the. I can tell you what I think I would do, but that you don't care about that. You your question was, what do you think is going to happen? We cannot know that without knowing who is calling the shots and the influence that 
Mark Lauren, and Alex Rodriguez have versus the influence that Glenn Taylor has. It's, it's just a big, fat question mark. It's rare for someone to just let an expiring contract expire, but you, you study the cap way more than I do. What, I mean, what would be the would, – would you consider that to be on the table? Just let him play out the year and then say – Thank you very much. We're gonna we're gonna have our, our clean a much cleaner books in twenty three twenty four. I mean, I don't think you can bring that energy to it. Delo's gonna know that. Delo's gonna feel that. I mean, you're you're a team. You can't you can't take a step back really if you're the Wolves next year unless it's justified by one of your best players getting hurt or something. You know, then that you know shit happens, right? Um, and yeah, you you move on to the next year. You know, all things equal, like, I don't know how you can't either move D'Lo or convince him that you're committed to him. And I would wonder how much you can express that commitment without a new contract, you know? Um, Yeah, would there, like, if you could get this version of D'Lo again next year and then it's off the books and you haven't had to pay any freight for for your time, like, sure, I just don't know if you're going to get the same D'Angelo Russell if he's not feeling... If he's not feeling like this is a long-term, you know, home for him. So I don't know, man. I I mean, yes, I guess that might be better, but I think you got a lot of variables financially and basketball wise that are pushing you to really look at the D'Angelo Russell fit and, and what he, he provides there. You bring up the Memphis series, man, like, yeah, those were his numbers. You know why it didn't work? It's because he had nobody he could hide on defensively in their starting lineup, and Memphis had a group of five guys who could defend in isolation. If you can't solve that, it's hard to have you be an extremely high-usage player from a basketball standpoint. It, it, it just is. Well, and we're, I feel like we're one or two years away from Anthony Edwards having the ball in yep. 80% of fourth quarter situations. And at that point, does D'Angelo Russell become all that important? Anyway, I know he can play off the ball. I know you can do different things with him, but he's not quite a good I'm, enough I'm totally shooter with that. for that. So like the, the dream scenario is Anthony Edwards becomes this like closer. He's not John Moran, but he's, he's, he's a different kind of player, but he's like a, a Dwayne Wade or somebody that can handle the ball enough that you say, and this is your show in the last six minutes. You either get your own shot or you get somebody else's shot. And at that point, you cannot have D'Angelo Russell making that much money on your books. Yeah, and I think one of the uh, most attractive elements of D'Angelo Russell or that the D'Lo stands will cite, and they're not wrong, is, is the clutch time success that he had this season and has historically had throughout his career. That is great and valuable, but you're the third option on your team. Like, you can have ice in your veins but you might not have the ball or it might not be like, you might not be able to show it, right? Like even if he's great in those situations, do I want the ball not in Ant's hands? Do I want the ball not in Cat's hands? Like, I don't know. I feel a lot better about late game offense. If I saw more synergy between the three of those players yes. in late game situations. And and we were waiting for that all year, all year. We're like, man, where's, where's this cat and D'Lo pick and roll synergy? Where is, Whereas more of this, we, we saw blips of it, but I don't think you can grade that with a passing grade this year. No, it was, I, I just don't think you can. It was more of 
okay, now it's your turn. Okay, now it's my turn. It was not this like, okay, let's all work together and make this, let's get a good shot. There was a little bit of it. Maybe the best example of it was Jordan McLaughlin making that pass to Ant in game five, where he made that three that temporarily rescued them from the abyss before John made the layup that, uh, that, that finished him off in that game. But yeah, I mean, there was, there wasn't enough of it. That's for sure. So I don't know. We're, we're kind of getting into the weeds of off season <laughs> stuff, but it's, it's, it's a fascinating off season and, you know, is towns worth a super max is another good question. I mean, I don't think you can, he, he's much different question than D'Angelo Russell because he's extremely valuable player. We know what he brings, but we also saw some deficiencies this year that are still not, completely gone and after seven years they're probably not ever going to go away and you know and he was good in some games and he was not great in the fourth quarter and other games so it's just a you know how much of their how much of this is growth in it versus how much of this is just who he is yeah and you know my opinion on the carl thing is you like you, you, if you sign a player of that caliber you sign him if it's available even even if the money even if the money is is heavy and long, um, it's pretty different in my mind than the Delo situation, just because they're different different levels of play, which I don't think I, you would disagree with, of course. But um, I do think that step of the process of growth for this team is much more about Carl than it is about the Timberwolves. If he will sign it, they will offer it. Um, this summer is is the is the understanding I have, and I personally. I don't have a I don't have a problem with that because if and when you do or if you do ever want to move off of Carl, you do still have him on the books, uh, even at 40 plus million dollars. Like we we've seen it. We've just seen it around the league where guys of that caliber are are still able to be moved for a, a significant return. So I think the cap part um is is rather obvious in in my mind. I don't know if he will sign it or not, if if he even has the opportunity. I think the the moves are much more on the margins, uh, significant, but on the margins, because one of the margins is D'Angelo Russell, who's your third best player, right? Um, then we can go to the the power four. We can go, we can go down the line of different ways that you're, you know, you want to adjust this team. And I think again, from what we saw from Laurie and A-Rod today, or the role they played in that and the just kind of the energy they bring to this, like, I think those things are all very much on the table and, those margins are going to be addressed this summer. It would be would be my would be my expectation. Are they going to be addressed perfectly? Uh, I, probably not. You know, probably not. It might not be a situation that it that it can be perfect. But I would take part of this news today to be one of the first signals that uh, that Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez are ready to put their stamp on on this organization as their ownership stake grows. Well, I think that's probably good because I don't think status quo would be good this offseason because I feel like mm-hmm. for as good and as interesting as they were this year and as as much as there's this natural, you know, tendency to think double their win total team on the rise, they could slide back very easily mm-hmm. next year just because you know, a lot of things went right for them this year. They, they caught some teams at certain times. Their health was generally pretty good. I know they had the COVID stretch, but you know, their key players by and large played most of the games. You can't say that for everybody. There's, you know, the Lakers probably better next year. The Clippers probably better next year. Like you just look at it and you're like, the West is the West was kind of down this year. It's not going to be like that every year. 
Um, mm-hmm. if, if they stand still, they could be ninth next year and not seventh. Or, you know, unless you, if, if you think they're just automatically going to be fifth or fourth or even better next year, that's just not going to happen by just natural progression, I don't think. No, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. They're, the West is going to be back up next year. And, th- and you know what? That should be exciting. Like, yeah. this, is, this is what happens when you get good. It gets hard, you know? And, and like, the enemy of success is, you know, trials and tribulations, right? And, and that is going, that is going to, to come for this team. But this is fun. This is, yes. this is that is, as a fan, how, how can you not eagerly be thinking about this offseason? Because there's not only a lot of things that can happen. Um, I would presume a lot of things do happen, which will, you know, keep the keep everyone's eye on on the wolves on the floor and off the floor. Uh, Rand, I appreciate you taking some time to do that. I'll let you get back to to daddy duty over there. But uh, but thanks for doing the pod. My two year old got naked in the course of this whole thing. He's just ready to party. <laughs> He's Michael Rand. Uh, listen to his podcast uh, via the Star Tribune. It's called the Daily Delivery Podcast. Uh, via strip sports you can follow rand on twitter uh, at Ramball. follow me i'm dane moore at dane moore mba i thought i was taking the week off from doing podcasts but i'm not uh we're, we're back well I'll, I'll have more for you uh next week i have a, a cool guest on uh, on monday so i will talk to you all then again thanks rand uh until then i'm dane peace how i'm feeling man i hope it never stop yeah green and hot so you can find me in the crowd yeah yeah don't let standards ever ever bring you down yeah hope you dancing like nobody else around yeah.